0: Digital
1: marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Savely, And in today's episode, I wanted to share some of my biggest aha moments during our most recent workshop, Craft a High Converting Homepage, presented by our co-founder and CEO, Ryan Dice. Now today I have three incredibly insightful clips to share with you. And in this first one, Ryan explains, and I'm sure you guys are all feeling this in one way or another, he explains why designing a homepage is so dang confusing in the first place, but also why it's one of the most critical elements of any business. Take a listen.
2: I want to start with why you need a high converting homepage. Right, let's just kind of start, uh, you know, you're here, this is a bit of preaching to the choir. Uh, obviously, if you didn't believe you need a high converting homepage, you probably wouldn't sign up for a workshop on how to create a high converting homepage. But I think it's important just to set the stage and it's important for you to have some context so that you really know why this is so critical. Because again, I, I said it in the introduction, very often is our homepages that get the most neglect. Because it's not our homepages that are necessarily where we're, we're generating the leads. Right? That might be happening on a landing page. Or it's not our homepage where we're making the sales. That might be happening on a, on a sales page or, or a product page. Right? It's not even our homepage that is necessarily you know, featuring our best content. That might be happening on our blog. So the homepage kind of winds up in this odd, awkward, sort of messy middle where we don't quite know what it needs to say, but we know it needs to say something. It's one of these things where we all know that we need to have it, but we're not really sure why. So I wanna answer the question, why? Our homepage is so critical. And let's just start with acknowledging the reality. There's a lot of noise out there in the market. There is a lot of noise out there in the market. And breaking through, right, breaking through this noise requires that you hone in your messaging and that when somebody, show up, when somebody shows up at your website, that in seven seconds or less, they get it. And what I mean by get it is they get it, they look at it and they go, okay, I, I know this is for me. Okay, I know uh, what they're offering and how it could benefit me and I know what I'm supposed to do next. My friend Donald Miller, who uh, was on this stage and who taught a workshop not too long ago, really dove into this as well. We're now applying it specifically to the homepage, but this importance of breaking through the noise, this isn't theoretical, this is scientific. Um, Jacob Nielsen, uh, who really is kind of one of the leaders in homepage design, landing page design, and really digital usability, has been studying this for years, and what they found is that you need to clearly communicate your value proposition within 10 seconds. Now, I'll draw your attention to something, and that's the date of when this study was done, September 11th, 2011, Uh, meaning this data is nearly a decade old, okay? Let me assure you, people's attention spans have not gotten longer in the last decade. All right, in the last decade, it's only gotten shorter. So what the Nielsen Norman group stated is that you got 10 seconds. What I'm gonna tell you is you got seven at best. At best, you have seven seconds. And that is if somebody has arrived intentionally on your homepage. That's the thing about a homepage. Usually if somebody's there, they've arrived with some intentionality. They didn't just stumble upon it, right? They clicked through something, they're checking you out. We'll talk about that in just a little bit but they're there with intention. Even if they arrived by design, you still only have about seven seconds. That's just how we as humans work, so it's critical. People have options, there's a lot of noise, you got seven seconds. Uh, Confusion, okay, confusion. Now, this is is a biggie. When I say confusion, I don't necessarily mean that your customers uh, are confused, although that's certainly a factor. What I mean is that you're probably confused you're probably confused about what the heck am I supposed to feature on my homepage? Because homepages need to serve a lot of different masters. Right? If you think about it, homepages, you don't quite know why somebody's there. You know, they could be there because they're an existing customer and they want access, you know, find your contact us page. You could be there because somebody was referred by somebody else and they heard about your brand through, another, you know, through a referral and somebody said, you should go check them out you know, and they're a prospect. Maybe it's somebody who saw your content or maybe they're interested in purchasing your product, but before they actually click that buy button, they're gonna do a little bit of research on you. You don't know. And that's the thing about a homepage. It has to serve so many different masters. It's why this is more difficult to build than a landing page, which only has a single focus. It's why it's more difficult to build than a sales page where it's clear, this sales page, this product page, it's here to sell this one product. It's gotta serve all these different masters. It's confusing to create We don't want to create confusion for our customers. We want to create clarity. And that's why having the right kind of high converting homepage is important because if your people are confused, they will not take action. Uh, And then finally, it's just a general lack of trust. It is a general just lack of trust out there. There are so many fakers. There are so many phonies on the market. Consumers are getting increasingly savvy. Let me tell you, it's a really short story, not much of a story, but when I first started selling online, when I made my very first sale online, it was in 1999. 1999, I made my very first sale online. And believe it or not, the prevailing wisdom, the best practices from all the conversion rate optimization folks, from all the usability experts out there, what everybody was saying when I first got started doing this 100 billion internet years ago is that you don't want to have your logo on your homepage. What you want on your homepage is simply a headline and some copy. You don't want to have a logo. You don't want to have a company name. You don't want any of this. You just want to go right into the offer. And you know what? That was true 20 years ago. It is not true today. And we know this isn't true today because a little company called Google has been studying this for about the last 20 or so years. They ran this study, right? They, they ran this feature called the Zero Moment of Truth. If you just Google zero moment of truth, it's a few years old, but it still absolutely applies today. But I'll kind of give you the long and short of it. What they're essentially saying, you know, in this, uh, in this video, is they're saying that there's been this idea, this notion called the first moment of truth in retail. And the first moment of truth traditionally in retail is when a consumer, they see your product on a store shelf, right? That's the first moment of truth. They see your product on a store shelf, Right? Today, what that looks like in a digital environment is they see your product on an e-commerce page, if, if you're selling a physical product, or they see your sales page. Right? That's kind of that first moment of truth. And they make a decision right there. Are they gonna buy or are they going to leave? What Google discovered is there's actually a zero moment of truth. What customers do is they have this first moment experience. They see your product. Right? Maybe you're running an ad on Facebook or Instagram or Google. Right? They see the ad, that looks interesting, they click on it, they go over to your product page. And you're thinking, cool, I got my product page. They're here. They're either gonna buy or they're gonna leave. What Google's research proved in this study is that there's actually a zero moment of truth. What your visitors are doing is they're clicking on your ad or they're reading a blog post, they're going over to your product page, your sales page, your landing page. They're looking around and then what they're doing is they're actually clicking on that home button They're clicking on the logo, they're going back to their homepage to the zero moment of truth. They're in a sense moving backwards in the relationship to do some of that initial research to decide is it worth going back to the first, the second, and ultimately the third moment of truth when they buy. Right, this zero moment of truth. Your customers are doing research on your brand to decide if you're worth doing business with. So simply having a high converting landing page is not good enough. Simply having a high converting sales page is not good enough, right? Simply having a high converting product page is not good enough. And the reason it isn't good enough is because of the zero moment of truth. Because your prospects, your visitors are hitting these pages, they're leaving, they're going to your homepage to check you out. Why? Because there's just so many fakers, there's just so many phonies, and we just don't trust anymore. They're doing that research. That's why we like to say, and I think it's worth writing down, A great homepage probably won't close the sale. Okay, a great homepage probably won't close the sale, but it absolutely can lose the sale. When your customers hit your landing page, your sales page, your product page, and they're pretty excited, but then they hit that home button to go back to that zero moment of truth, if what they see is inconsistent, if what they see is unprofessional, if what they see gives them pause, they're gone. A great homepage probably won't close the sale but a great homepage can absolutely lose the sale. That's why having a high converting homepage matters. That's why we're here.
1: In the next clip, Ryan walks us through each lifecycle phase of a homepage. And he also explains why you might be modeling your homepage off the wrong websites and brands.
2: Here it is. What we need to do now, we got an idea of our who. All right, we've got an idea of our who. Let's now get a sense of what is their awareness level. So we know who we're dealing with, but what is their awareness level? In other words, if we're gonna talk to them, at what point, at what level are we gonna talk to them? Now, when it comes to awareness level, we think about homepages as sort of having life cycles. And this is gonna be the case with your homepage and your brand. If, if you have a, a brand new startup if you're launching a completely new company, a totally new brand, nobody has ever heard of it, it didn't exist yesterday, it's going to exist today, uh, then you got to know that your homepage is going to look fundamentally different than if um, you, your company is you know, 20 years old and listed on the New York Stock Exchange. right? The life cycle that those companies are in is going to be different, which necessitates the life cycle of the homepage is going to be different. So the life cycle, what do we have? Phase one, phase one is problem aware. Okay, phase one is problem aware. That's when what we're simply talking about is the problem. Our audience is aware that they have a problem, they're looking for solutions, you know, to, they know they got a problem, and they're out there actively looking for solutions to that problem. If you're fairly new, all right, if your brand is fairly new, this is where it all starts. Phase two, solution aware. This is when, yep, they know they got a problem, they know that solutions are available, and they're now evaluating different solutions against one another to figure out which one is gonna be best for them. Okay, and, and, and so this is the case where in the early, early, early days of cloud computing, this idea of an online CRM, an online customer relationship management platform, uh, Salesforce kinda you know, created the market, now there's HubSpot and Keep, ActiveCampaign, like there's lots of competitors out there. You know, early on when nobody knew what it was, you just had to speak to the problem. You know, now that the market's becoming more mature, there's people who are saying, I know I need a CRM, right? That's solution-aware. Phase three, product-aware. This is where your audience, you got a following. The bulk of the people that you would be talking to, they've already heard of you, okay? The bulk of your audience, they have already heard of you. They know about your products. They know about your services. You are well-known in your space, all right? You have high high, not just top of mind awareness, but you have high share of voice. People know who you are. You are, your product is highly, highly aware. We'll talk about what you do there. And then there's Most Aware. Most Aware. Most Aware are, that's called some of the biggest brands on earth. Generally, you ask anybody walking down the street, they're highly aware of this brand. Now, these I pulled from technically the five levels of awareness, which was written about in uh, Eugene Schwartz Breakthrough Advertising, in my opinion, the single best marketing book still to this day uh, that has ever been written, and I do not say that lightly. This whole idea of levels of awareness came from him. He also had another level of awareness called unaware. Now, when it comes to your homepage, We're gonna disregard unaware, because if somebody's on your homepage, guess what? They're at least somewhat aware. Okay, so I just wanted to point this out. Eugene Schwartz talked about unaware. You can kind of disregard it if they're on your homepage, unless you're just spamming people, which don't recommend. They should at least be somewhat aware. But if they're unaware, no knowledge of the problem, no perceived need for the solution, what do you need to do here? You gotta entertain them. Right, and so just so you know, if you're truly selling something where people are unaware of the need because they don't think they got a problem, like a good example of this, do you all remember the Snuggie? You remember the Snuggie? Snuggie, it's a blanket with arms, right? So all these people are like, are blankets just too hard? Um, if you see these infomercials and they're just ridiculous, like they're over the top ridiculous. We have uh, our friends at the Harmon Brothers, for example. The Harmon Brothers, they've been here on this stage. Uh, they have taught. a a workshop, if I'm not mistaken, right? We've had the Harmon Brothers here teaching a workshop. Their magic, their skill, is basically taking unaware products to market, right? And when you see what they have to do to entertain people, it's brilliant, it's fascinating. I don't recommend it, okay? It's not what I would recommend for you. So we're we're gonna move past unaware, but if you wanna attract the attention of the unaware, you better entertain them. Shock and awe, baby, right? They're unaware. They don't know they got a problem. They're just wandering through their life. You gotta engage them. Tough to do? powerful when it works, you don't have to mess with it. Problem where? Problem where, this is where the prospect senses that he or she has a problem, but they're not quite aware of the solutions available to them, all right? So if you're in an emerging market, if you're selling an intangible, right? So the thing that you're selling, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's consulting, and you've got your own methodology and who you're targeting, like you generally know who you're targeting, but they're not aware at all of your solution because it's fairly new, it's fairly proprietary, right? This is a category that is is still kind of emerging. Problem aware. Now, I want you to think about it. If you're talking to an audience that is aware they have a problem, but this is important, they're unaware that solutions are available, what do they need, what tone do we want to strike? Hope, hope. If you think about it, it makes sense, right? They know they got a problem. They don't know that solutions are available. They're starting to despair a little bit. It's really important that we're matching the tone of our messaging to the emotional state. So if you're in this kind of problem aware, if you've got a heavy problem aware, that would have shown up in the emotional state back in the before and after grid. You might have seemed like frustrated, despaired, you know, angry, right? So what do they need? They need hope. What does that mean practically from a messaging standpoint? It means that your homepage needs to speak with some degree of emotion. That needs to be reflected on there, right? There needs to be some sense of of emotion there. It can't just be this, you know, uh, academic, highly, you know, professionalized, boring stuff. Because they need hope.
0: Hey, DM listeners. Did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com.
2: Solution aware. The prospect knows that solutions are available. They're not sure which solution is the right one for them. Okay? So they know they got a problem. They know that there's an entire category of products and services out there that will fix their problem. They just don't know which one. What do they need? Clarity. Clarity. So if you are... The proverbial selling water in a desert. Okay? You're selling water in a desert and you're the only one problem aware. It's like thirsty? We got water. That's easy enough. Now, if you're selling water in a desert and next to you on either side for as far as the eye can see are other people selling water, somebody walks up, their solution where I'm thirsty, I'm in a desert, I need water, I see many solutions before me. Right? How do they know that they should pick yours? You gotta give them clarity, you gotta give them a reason why yours is differentiated from others in the market. Okay, so be thinking. Be thinking, I know who I'm talking to, what's their level of awareness? Am I marketing in a vacuum where people know they got a problem and I'm generally the only solution because I've kind of created my own little pocket, my own little niche over here? Or am I sort of going out there in an area that's, that's fairly well known? Product aware. Prospects know about your product. They're just not sure if it's right for them. So you've got people showing up ready to buy. you got people showing up. It's not just that they know they got a problem. It's not just that they know they, that the category of solutions are available. They came looking for your product. What they need here is assurance. All right, let's talk about this in the context of a homepage. In general, your homepage, unless you are a large, well-established brand, you're not talking to product-aware people. All right, you are not talking about product-aware people. What kind of pages on a website speak to product-aware people? Hint, the answer's in the name. Product pages, sales pages, okay? It is perfectly appropriate for a product page, a sales page, to speak to product-aware audience. The job of it is to assure them that they're in the right place buying the right thing. It's not generally the job of the homepage, and then we come to most-aware. This is where product, they, your prospects know about your product. They, they, they're, they're fans. They're looking for a reason to buy now, right? What do they need? They need novelty. The, the prototypical example of this is the, kinda, the person who just buys everything new that Apple comes out with. They're literally looking for a reason to camp out overnight in front of an Apple store so they can buy the next iPhone. They're like, they get literally angry if Apple does a press conference Thing, and they don't release something new for them to buy. This is really funny. We've actually experienced some of this at Digital Marketer. Some of you, some of our lab members have been like, give us something new to buy. I'm like, okay, right? For the most part, <laughs> unless you're Apple, right? Uh, un- unless you're BMW, uh, unless you are a brand that the vast majority of people walking down the street would know, you are not, okay, you are not talking to a most aware audience. And why this is so important is because these are the websites that many of us are modeling. Many of us are looking at Apple, and you know, we're looking at you know, car site. We're looking at all these like, beautiful sites by these big brands that everybody knows, we're saying this. You know, we need to, I wanna look like this. And we're seeing their, um, you know, their copy and how just kind of broad and sweeping it is. We're saying, oh, I guess this is what we need to match because this is what the big brands do. No. This is why you do not model your favorite brand because more times than not, if it's your favorite brand, guess what? You're most aware. And your audience is not. Your audience is not.
1: Okay. The final clip I have here is short and sweet. So when it comes to design, Ryan gives some great recommendation for how to get inspiration for your homepage, plus a little bit of realistic advice for any of you non-designers out there.
2: Here it is. Now, let's talk about design. What is the design of your homepage? Now, ideally, you have found some imagery, and I think it's really, really important. As a marketer, Okay, as a marketer, if you're doing the copywriting, um, you need to be the one that determines what that image should be. What is that hero shot? You don't have to figure out how to do the overlays. You don't have to figure out how to do the save outs and isolations. You don't have to do any of that stuff, but you should say, I generally want something that looks like this, and here's why. Okay, so you're going to be selecting the primary imagery. You're going to hand that off to the designer so that they're able to Um, you know, really be kind of clear on on how is this part going to work. So when we talk about choosing a design, really this is all about inspiration. Okay, and I I want you to let yourself be inspired. I'll give you a couple of links of some sites that I go to. Uh, Swipefile.com. Swipefile.com forward slash homepages. Great resource for uh, finding some good looking, good looking homepages, right? And so you could look at it and say, um, yeah, this homepage seems like it's structured kind of like mine would be. I would just want my subhead, you know, my headline here, subhead here. I like that their images in the right, or I like that their image is in the background. I think that mine would work for that too, okay? I like that they've got, how they got the colors working. Swipefiles.co, this one is a paid solution. And again, no, this is not ours. We are no affiliate commission or anything by telling you. It's just, I'm a paying subscriber, so I thought I'd let you know. Swipefiles.co has a good one. I also just like going over to themeforest.net and searching homepages uh, because there's some decent designs in there. Now, many of them are over-designed, and I don't necessarily recommend buying a template and trying to do it yourself if you don't know coding, if you don't know design. Ask me how I know. I've wasted days of my life trying to make the stuff that I've downloaded off of this site look half as decent as it looks in their previews. I can't do it, it's like my freaking kryptonite. Okay, so don't do it. Uh, but if you see a design that you like, to, to, to send a link to somebody, to a designer's inspiration and say, hey, if it's helpful to download it, feel free. And then also just start building your own swipe file. Okay, start building your own swipe file, whether you do it in Evernote or Notion or you just kind of keep a folder. This tool right here, gofullpage.com, it allows you to take, because if you just do the normal kind of snap a picture, you don't get the scrolling. So this one allows you to go through, select a homepage, and it'll scroll all the way to the bottom. So you can get the, the complete homepage, not just the above the fold. Okay, so this is how I build, this is a tool I use to build and maintain the, the swipe files that I'm, that I'm leveraging here. So whether you're looking at pre-existing swipe files, whether you're looking at template sites, whether you're just scouring the web, looking at competitors saying, ooh, I like this one. How do I get a picture? And so you're going with this. The point is be inspired. Write the copy first. Decide what the imagery should be. Okay, decide what the imagery should be. Then, and only then, should you go and start looking at your designs. Kind of want to leave you with this. Copy trumps design. Designers don't like to hear it, but the reality is, Copy wins, okay? Copy wins. Copy is going to win every time.
1: And that's it for today's episode. I really hope you got at least one big takeaway from all of his incredible advice. If you're a lab member and you're interested in seeing the full Craft a High Converting Homepage Workshop with Ryan Dice, it's available now inside the platform. Um, Really hope you enjoy it. As always, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye.
0: Hey, DM listeners. If you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up. Because Digital Marketer just released our Canva Holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.